Hey, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. This is Radio 5G. Michael Henry Dunn here with my esteemed colleague, Nancy Hopkins. How are you this morning, Nancy? I'm doing great. I'm so excited that we've got our special guest with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, me too, to say the least. So this is a pretty exciting show this morning. Um, we have with us the Reverend Maya Christine Nartumid. Um, who is a renowned sacred scientist, uh, mystic, and writer, um, and a very esteemed colleague of mine in our YouTube channel, Blue Star Rising, the Templar Awakening, where we cover a whole range of, of topics related to um, Sacred science, the origins of humanity, the unfolding ascension timeline, geopolitical stuff, Templar stuff, Elvis Presley stuff, um, which curiously enough is tied into all that other stuff. So um, Reverend Maya is is here with us this morning. Good morning, Maya. Good morning, Michael and Nancy. Such a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So the the range of subjects that Maya has been um, writing on and receiving information on for really pretty much the last close to 50 years is, you know, it's an incredible range and, and depth of, of topics having to do with uh, what we might loosely call quantum realm teachings, uh, having to do with, Oh, timelines and uh, time tsunamis and the ascension dynamic and the nature and origin of, of humanity, human consciousness, um, ancient Egypt, Lemuria, Atlantis, and geopolitical, unfolding geopolitical realities that are consequences of, of those long time waves, we might call them, coming down the ages. But right now, today... Um, our, our, our topic is going to be a remarkable technology that, that has uh, arisen out of Switzerland and Germany uh, in the last few years um, called the 9010 technology, um, which Reverend Maya uh, refers to as the Quantum Cube Logica Project, which for those of you on Radio 5G who have listened to Nancy and I talk about the Shungite field. Um, you know, Shungite, of course, being the remarkable mineral found only in northwestern Russia, which has remarkable um, healing, cleansing, restorative properties, protects against EMF and Wi-Fi, purifies water, saves um, bee colonies, and has an uh, works with intention, works with consciousness and human intention with a link to the quantum field because of the phenomenal stability and, and the off-the-charts rate of spin of the Shungite essential molecule, it's called the, the buckyball, the fullerene molecule, um, has an, you know a, a really intriguing tie-in to to Reverend Maya's um, work with um, the Quantum Cube Logica project, and you know all this can sound just like terribly esoteric 
and a recondite. I don't think I've ever said the word recondite out loud, but, you know, deep in there, <laughs> deep stuff. Um, that it, I think it would be great, Maya, if um, if you could just give us a, a, a thumbnail uh, sketch to start with of the the importance of this new technology and its potential and impact. And hey, if you want to give, you know, give a little further background on yourself and your story as a way of framing that, that would be great. Okay. Well, first I'll just mention 9010 technology because we have two different things going here that are integrated in my project. And one is the 9010 technology, which comes out of Germany. Uh, and the other is um, what I receive uh, from the entities that I've been working with, the individuals, I'm not going to call them entities, that I've been working with for many, many years. My mentors, those hurrah, who now has an embodiment it has had for a while in the inner earth. And um, there's a team in the inner earth of, of personages who are working with this logic of program that they're, um, they've invited me into uh, as a uh, almost it is a new project for them. So we're working it out together how to do that. Um, but we're using the 9010 technology. So that's how it's integrated. But before I get into that more deeply, um, I, I wish to say that, you know, I actually have been consciously in this work for more like 55 years, but who's counting? <laughs> but something like that. And um, I, you know, but I really, I've had, I've been re really in it all my life. But that's when it consciously started with me. Um, and I was, um, I was about... 17 or 18 when the conscious work began but prior to that I mean when I was six months old I pointed to the heavens and said star and you know I and had journeys into uh, a mountain astral journeys when I was six with these nice looking men in in these jumpsuits these white jumpsuits and they were like showing me these big tall uh, towers. They were computer towers, but I was six years old in 1954 on a dairy farm in the Ozarks with no TV. And um, when I came back from these journeys, I told my mother about it, and I told her some of the things I had seen, largely of which I'd forgotten now. Uh, and I drew a little picture that wasn't much, but I called it a clock controlled by the mind. So I've been working with this, you know, all my life. But back to the the uh, quantum cube logica, it really uh, began, as I said, I've been working with the, the inner earth since 1980s consciously, although um, there's evidence that, again, that went back much further than that. But the quantum cube logica began probably about a year ago when um, I started having personages coming into my house uh they they were like at first i thought they were ghosts but no they were projecting themselves and i heard them talk and i had slight imaging of them uh coming into the living room uh and they informed me that uh through mostly through mental telepathy but i did hear voices talk to me a little bit too um that they were here to set up 
a frequency grid in my living room. Now, my living room is not just my living room. It is a little miniature temple, I guess you could say. It has altars and crystals. When I say temple, I'm not worshiping anything in particular. It's just that, you know, there's a there's a setup of sacred geometries and crystals and, and all of this in my living room. And um, so they said that they were sitting up, setting up these certain invisible, of course, to me, grids in the living room for frequencies. And I'm, I'm going like, well, what for? And I didn't get an answer on that. Uh, it even scared one of my cats to death. She, he wouldn't go into the living room for the longest time until he got used to it. I could see he was looking at things, you know, but I couldn't see what he was seeing. So um, even one at one point, because I was so, even though I've had a lot of amazing things happen to me in my life, uh, this was pretty interesting. And I was kind of like, wow, well, you sure you're not just ghost pulling my leg? <laughs> you're really from the inner earth. And so um, one of the females said to me, well, we're going to leave something for you in the living room. Well, when I walked to, in the morning, the day after, actually, I walked to open the curtain in my living room and the tra trail that I use that's right in front of my path. There's a ring, a female ring lying there, you know, a lady's ring. It's not mine, and I don't have people coming and going in my house. And it fit me. So, you know, I was saying, okay, all right, I get this. <laughs> so that's how it began. And then uh, a few, in the summer, uh, this summer, um, it began to, uh, they started not coming in so much anymore and practically none at all. And it was like, well, I guess they're gone now. Uh, but then uh, I was guided in an, in an interesting way through a friend who gave me some information. And all of a sudden, there I was looking at the Ting technology, specifically the cube that they have. It's a quantum cube. And I looked at this and both said into my mind and heart, uh, pay attention to this. This is important. And uh, one thing led to another. And Thoth introduced me to what he's calling the Quantum Cube Logica Project. And he said, this is what they were doing in the living room. They were setting it up so that I could have this Quantum Cube in the living room, in the stream of, of that energy wave with my crystal skulls and all of the other things. But it's, it was designed to be, the whole grid in my living room was designed to accept that Quantum Cube into the field. And so... I now have two of them because I've set up the main terminal. Um, we have in our our uh, group now um, more and more people coming in, you know, getting the cube, and we're forming a network, a quantum network with the cubes all over the world, actually. Mostly in the U.S. right now. We have a few people overseas and hope to have more. Um, okay. Um, Maya, yes. could you just help... Um, Explain, if you would, exactly what the cube is, you know, what it's made of, what its function is, who, who invented it, and with what purpose. Yes, it was invented by Oliver, and I can never say his last name, Shaki, is that the way it's pronounced? I hope so. Um, and uh, he actually received it in a dream, but um, once it was developed, it works. It's been proven to work. And by working, I mean it creates a, tor a torus field around it of quantum energy. And when you put an item into the box, uh, a crystal, uh, I say a box, the cube, a crystal or 
your pair of shoes or whatever you want to put in there, it burns it. It not charges it, but it burns it with quantum energy. And quantum energy is healing energy. I mean, it's not only healing, it's restoring, it's, it's dimensionalizing. If you have a crystal in there, you've got a crystal that's opened up its field enormously to receive from all dimensions, you know. And so when it's burned, the frequencies are burned into it. That means that um, it lasts forever. It doesn't ever dissipate. A charge will dissipate, but the burn does not. There are exceptions. Now, I want to talk about cell phones. You can put a cell phone in there and burn it, but because the frequencies are so intense that are coming into the cell phone, you know, the negative frequencies, shall we say, um, it, it really only lasts about three or four days, and then you have to burn it again. It's, it's, a, it's a really an exception, though. Most everything else, you never have to burn again. Um, and um, just having a quantum cube in your home uh, is protecting you from uh, 4G, 5G, you name it. Unless they said if, the t if you have a 5G tower or a 4G tower, even that's really close to your house, I mean like, you know, within feet of your house, then you probably need two cubes <laughs> rather than one to really totally, you know, be safe. Um, but other than that, it works. And they have, um, they have, capsules power capsules and the zero points are the one we use because the zero points have no other frequency in them but but um uh the pure quantum energy they did have i think they've not not producing them anymore ones that had uh other things burned into it like vitamins and minerals and stuff like that but uh Thothrek wanted us to use only the zero point because i'm creating uh frequencies well through the through the inner earth through a cube they have in the inner earth, not a qu quantum cube, but it's a quantum field energizer called the Hierophy. And the Hierophy is sending signals into my quantum cube box made by 9010. And, and through that, I'm able to uh, tap into these specific frequencies coming from these inner earth scientists and bring it up into the quantum cube box and now into our network and there's a way that we route the cubes so we bring all our cubes together in a network through the main terminal, which is mine. And then we can broadcast. Now, it's not about only about burning. That's one thing. But what we're doing the most of is broadcasting. And you can broadcast these frequencies into the ethers all over the world. And, and, and specifically, you can, uh, if you have a friend that's very ill or something, you can put their picture or name in there, and you can broadcast to them. And uh, we actually, our, our team did that for a lady who's part of our team who'd had a heart attack, and it was her second one, and they were going to go in and do all kinds of fancy surgery. We broadcasted to her, and when they went into the surgery and they came back out, they said, well, we didn't have to do much, actually. And they were, like, really surprised, the doctors were. They couldn't figure it out. Um, so anyway, uh, the broadcasting is the thing, and mainly we're doing it globally for the planet. Um, we uh, First, we had to put in all kinds of longitude, latitude numbers for certain sacred spots on the planet and, and fields. We had to do one for the Shungite field. We connected it to the mine, you know, uh, where it's located. We did one for the Aralite field. We connected to the Aralite mine in Canada. Um, and uh, there are other things, other places and fields that we've uh, set. Now we have a set 
of all these different places and nodes that are in the in the memory bank of the quantum field that we are creating, our quantum cube logica quantum field. That is a compartment, of course, of the great universal one. So now we're set and we're ready to really start um, broadcasting, you know, for the good of the planet. Okay, and, um, so when, when you describe that, my about broadcasting for the good of the planet, I mean, what does that look like in terms of this quantum dynamic being brought to bear on, let's just call it the global crisis, right? Because our yes. tagline, you know, over on our channel on YouTube, where you and I work, Blue Star Rising, our tagline is Applied Sacred Science for the Global Crisis, right? Yes, so, yes. So in terms of the application of, of the Quantum Cube Logica Project, working with the Inner Earth Cube, using your, um, you know, your cube in your temple there as sort of, you know, the hub, I guess, the, for the broadcasting. So yes. what is the intended goal when we're talking about bringing this technology to bear for the good of the planet, for humanity, for Gaia, right? So what is the yes. in, intended goal? How does it work that this quantum field being intentionally broadcast, empowered from the inner earth throughout the planet, what will be accomplished by that? Do you, do you have a, a, a clear vision yes. of that? Well, I, I don't, I'm sure I don't have a whole vision of it because, you know, I, I, it's ongoing, but I do have a rather clear vision of it in general. And um, for one thing, for instance, what we're broadcasting now are called D-I-O-N-E numbers. I'm calling it that, the numbers part. Um, many years ago, I mean many, you know, in the 1980s, uh, I received uh, information on the Dion grid of the planet and the Dion couplet and how the Dion couplet works as a sacred uh, geometry um, and energy uh, on the planet and the human body and everything. And so now, uh, both is giving me these Dion numbers, which connect to, um, it, it's rather complex, but uh, to make it as simple as possible, the Dion are uh, energy um, uh, geometries uh, that are found uh, located between the surface of the Earth and the ionic, ionis, ionosphere. <laughs> and um, they have hard and soft faces. That's what Thoth calls it. The hard face does one uh, movement and the soft face does another energetically. And combining, they form these, uh, these patterns that uh, allow... Um, allow humanity to be facile, to be uh, anything on the planet, to be able to grow, to be able to propagate, to be able to uh, uh, advance uh, their their mental capacities, um, as well as spiritual, but more it's more on the, on the mental level to be able to uh, align the, men the mental capacity with the spiritual, let's put it that way. Um, and even language, because the hard and the soft faces of the dodeca dodecas that are the Form the um, uh, the form the dione um, actually are part of how we are able to speak hard and soft sounds that we make in when we when we speak our languages. Um, all of this is integrated into it. Again, it's a huge topic, so I'm I'm not going to go into it all. But right. he's giving me the numbers right now for the dione. Is it's it, it's falling on certain sequences of the hard and the soft. Uh, 
pronunciations of this of this grid, not in our speaking, but in the whole language of the planet. The planet is speaking. You know, Gaia is speaking all the time. And so uh, right now, he's just setting these numbers. They are just setting these numbers in there through our um, interface. We ha- There's a lot of interfacing that has to go on before we can just just completely go out there and start broadcasting all these other things. What are the other things? Okay, for instance, um, the Aeropacks, which is something I brought through in the 1970s from Thoth. It's a it's the core function of the uh, of any portal, uh, Stargate, uh, even the inner the portal in the human body. We all carry portals around within us for our own interdimensional interdimensionality. So the Aeropacks is that portal. Uh, dynamic. It's not the portal itself. It's the dynamic that keeps it stable, that keeps it uh, operative, and it doesn't just fling one out into hyperspace, you know. Um, so I've been wanting to work with the area packs for lo- such a long time. But in order to actually work with it at certain locations, you had to go there. You had to get on a plane, fly there, go there, do it, you know. And I couldn't do that. So now, now we can use our network of, of the Quantum Cube Logica, which allows us to broadcast that into uh, different places of the planet, which is going to help regulate and, and normalize some of these portals that have been fiddled with, some of these stargates that have been, that have been tampered with, uh, that sort of thing, get some alignment going there with all of that. That's just one thing, you know. 5G, oh my gosh, you know, that's a whole nother picture. I'm not going to go into detail on that. It would not be wise to do so. But um, we're definitely working with, going to be working with that. And there's so much more. I can't even, my mind gets all jangled when I start thinking about it because the neat thing about this for me is that all 55 years of my actual writings and work that I've done with Thoth, that I shared with Edgar Mitchell when he was so interested in my sciences and all of this, all of that work is now coming forward to be able to put, be placed into the dynamics of actually helping the planet in a very visceral, physical way with a physical technology. And that just thrills the heck out of me. So that there's, there's so much, you know, I can't even begin to talk about it all. <laughs> right. Well, would it be fair to say, would it be accurate to say that in the, the essential impact of this technology being applied in all these ways is to restore the original divine blueprint and freedom and and power of the human mind and and soul and to remove the um what you might you know just call the the artificial dampers restrictors um you know we've talked about a a a, you know a a restricting grid that has been placed over the planet specifically to prevent um human spiritual evolution that all of this is being is being broken up now not just of course by by this project but by you know many let's just call them dynamics of human sovereignty that are going on at once, you know, the Shungite field, you know, all the work that, and, and I'd love to hear your comment on this, Nancy, you know, about how this, um, what Maya's describing interacts with your understanding of, of the Shungite field, you know, and, and, and the project to 
extend that field, you know, that that um, you and and your associates have been have been working on. So, but would it be fair to say, Maya, that as a general dynamic, that the quantum cumulogica project is is designed to help break down the restrictions on the human spirit and human evolution and the restoration of, of Gaia moving forward to the ascension dynamic? Absolutely, Michael. In fact, um, uh, it's, as those were sharing with me, I think it was just two days ago, um, because I said, well, why, why do you need us? Okay, you know, you're, you've got the, the ultras work with the interterrestrials and they've got all this going. Why, why do you need us or other people like us and other projects that are, you know, resonant with what we're doing? And he said, because you have incarnated on the surface of the planet. You're part of that paradigm. And quantum energy reacts to the human beings involved and what they carry in their fields. And so um, while we're not perfect by any means, I'm sure there's some sludge in all of us, but at the same time, mostly that's reacting to our positive uh, spiritual energy of, of desire to do the good work. And we are human beings that were incarnated on the surface of the planet. But there is a twist. So anyway, wait, I'm going to, I'm getting off here. So the other thing I wanted to say that he told me was that also, because in the inner earth, there's a, there's a separation field between the hollow earth and the surface of the earth. As I've explained previously, I believe on this show, um, the inner earth is in a slightly removed dimension, very slight. But it has, it has come about through a natural way that the, all planets that are in sold planets, that's a whole other topic, are created. And it's like twisting the cap of a, off of a bottle. It's a twist. And when it gets to a certain stage, a planet does, and the, the soul, uh, the higher soul, not like we understand souls, but the soul of the planet enters the planet. There is a twist, and it, it literally sinks it with a certain rhythm of the, the heartbeat of the soul of the planet. And in doing so, it creates, uh, through a certain process, this hollow sphere but it's creating it in a slightly removed dimension so in order for any planet that is a soul planet to have its um uh central sunatoma the sun of the inner planet the heart the golden rose to have it send its signals to the surface of the planet there has to be an open passage to do so which is naturally installed when this process takes place but that open passage can be violated because it has to go through a slightly but nevertheless a dimensional shift to reach from one one aspect to the next to the other from the inner to the outer and that on our planet this aperture shall we say is being violated and it's being it's it's, it's shrinking and uh mostly because of all the harm that we've done the the, the earth the the the, the um, surface of the earth and um, and gone down into some of the parts of it that are in the other layers of uh, of the planet before reaching the hollow but still it affects it all you know so um, they uh, in the inner earth is hi-fi team I I asked him to give it a name so he gave it a rather funny name hi-fi but it's h-y-p-h-i because they're they're working with the um, Hierophyte Q, 
cube in the inner earth that's created through teslaphoresis. That's what they call it on the surface. You can Google that, teslaphoresis, but, but they call it intuitive circuitry. And it's far more advanced than what we're just now discovering with teslaphoresis, which I didn't know about until Phil told me, well, you can Google it. <laughs> but he didn't give me the name of it. Um, but he said it was created on the surface earth by Tesla. So when I found teslaphoresis, well, there it was, you know. So anyway, they call it intuitive circuitry in the inner earth. So uh, this intuitive circuitry allows them to gather these unique frequencies, these unique frequencies of the inner domain that is registering right out of the heart of Gaia, just like the, the pure water right out of the well, you know, and bringing those frequencies up through our network of 9010 technology and we are being able to broadcast it in specific ways and specific frequencies into the outer planetary realm. And this is invaluable to them. And this particular project, he said, is unique. It's just now beginning. They're, you know, they're actually experimenting and changing little things here and there as they work with us and they see what we can do and what, you know, then they'll give us another series of numbers. They're having to upgrade it slowly to get it to get it together. Um, now, there are other unique um, uh, projects going on, obviously, on the planet. And I'm in contact with a woman who's doing another incredibly amazing thing. It's different from mine, ours, but it's uh, very resonant and it's right in that pattern, you know. So anyway, um, does that answer some of your questions, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it leads to a whole lot of others, but it, it does address this. And it reminds me, you know, Nancy and I have touched on this story a couple of times it always seems to come back up when you're talking about those telling you well hey you you are the you know incarnated on the on the human level the boots on the ground that you know whose um sovereign participation is absolutely necessary for these healing energies to be released and uh, you know of course reminds me of I think we only we talked about it only a week ago, right, Nancy, about the King Mine disaster in Colorado in in 2015. This you know huge disaster when some official from the EPA hit the wrong lever on an inspection, and millions of tons of incredibly toxic um, sludge were released into the river system, which potentially would have poisoned the entire river system of the Southwest, uh, destroying the water for a number of uh, tribal communities it's just a huge devastating environmental disaster and nancy and her team not just uh, you know team of angelics davis uh, elementals you know were brought on board to create etheric shungite cleansing devices at key places and that it was only and and nancy's described this a couple of times and maybe nancy you want to jump in here and just comment on this whole dynamic you know, Nancy did a remote view uh, seeing the southwest of America from above um, as they were preparing to activate these etheric shungite devices to help stop this disaster. And Nancy heard the voice of Gaia herself say, wait. And then suddenly all these little lights began to appear all over the southwest of America, looking from, I think you said, western North Carolina. And two or three lights would gather into a larger light. Those lights would gather into a still larger light. Hundreds of these little lights appearing. 
um, and that these lights were human souls awakening to this impending disaster and using their free will as embodied incarnations on the planet to say, no, this must not be. And that it reached a critical mass and at some point some magical corner was turned enabling you know, this essential dynamic of, of on-the-ground human will, all of our little individual portals, and then Gaia said, now. And then the cleansing took place, and amazingly, these millions of tons of sludge simply disappeared. Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to, you know, just describe that, what seems to me to be a link-up, and Nancy, maybe you want to jump in here? Well, there's so many link-ups as <laughs> she's talking, and my mind is going, ding, 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 ding. Um, okay, in response to that, it Walt was with me, Walter, Walt Silva, and we had been told about this, and so, you know, we started looking at it. <clears throat> and it wasn't just the Northwest, it was the entire continent of the United States where all these little, you know, lights came up. And what we, what the... What, what they were teaching us in that exercise, so to speak, is that we, we are not limited at all. We can do anything. As long as we're doing it together with every single elemental, like you said, you know, the, the archangels and the, and, the, and the lower angelic realm was, was working with us, but they, like the, what we call the archangels, I hear they don't like that term, but they were, were observing. And Gaia was observing. And so what they were teaching us is that, yeah, they could have done it. They could have, they could have prevented it from happening. But if we don't have the exercise of going through this and witnessing what we are capable of doing as long as we're doing it together, that's, that's what they're trying to teach us. So, um, yes, that, that's absolutely a true story. And we went out before we had the, the knowledge that it had worked. Because, I mean, I think that night we went on radio and said that this is what we had done. And it did. It never came back. Well, they'll tell you their stuff, but don't. <laughs> it's, it's not there. The people on the ground are saying, no, the water's pristine. Um, but so many things here. Okay, so first off, the inner earth. I, I don't know that, well, I've talked about this before, but my may not know this. In Huachuca, there is a door, well, we know that there's doorways to the inner earth, and one of them is at Fort Huachuca in Arizona near uh, Tucson. It's 40 miles south of Tucson. There is the Huachuca Mountains, and in there, there is an opening to the inner earth. Now, and I know this because um, <laughs> when I was living there in a past lifetime, with who was Sandy, my next door neighbor. We were both living there. And I was a, a male, Luke Short, and she was uh, Ellie, who was the, one of the prostitutes of the town and ran one of the casino thingies, you know. But we were approached by a Native American, well, I thought it was a Native American, uh, although an odd Native American, and told we would see great treasure if we would just follow him. So we get on, and we were in Tucson, I mean uh, Tombstone. So we get on these, these horses and we go about 20 miles to get to this place that he's 
bringing us to. After get off the horses, and now we're walking up this ravine type of thing to a, you know, in the mountains, right? I mean, they weren't mountain mountains like you think in North Carolina, but these these were big hills, really big hills, and we and it was like a little pathway that got us up high, but just on the face of the of the of the mountain. And this dude put his hand on the mountain, and all of a sudden there was an opening. And we followed him through this opening, and it it was full of all sorts of minerals to the fact that Ellie was, she had a dress on it. She's like trying to get these rubies and these emeralds. I mean, there was, everything was there. It was just hanging around in this, in this pathway. And she's trying to carry them. I mean, she's, you know, got this big, big, huge like an apron thing now full of these minerals and i'm just you know slowly walking because we had to keep waiting for her to get more and finally all of a sudden there's a there's a there's a light you know i mean it was it was like a glow to the to the to the tunnel but now there's a bright light and so we walk out sort of like on the the edge of another mountain and there is this extraordinary extraordinary city and that's all we remember. Sandy remembers exactly the same thing I do, and we both can't remember anything beyond that. But what it taught me was there isn't, this was long before inner earth was understood. I was, what, 25? You know? And it was like, whoa, this is, this is truly amazing. You know, I mean, 25 in this lifetime, you know, that I remembered it. We met, remembered it. I said, oh my God, I, I read something, and it was, um, Godfrey Ray's book on I can't even think of what the name of it was but amazing book and it was talking about a trip he made to the inner earth and where he was <clears throat> I actually went and looked and saw where was he when when do what what because it was very uh, detailed in the trip to this inner earth and sure enough this this trip that he made was to the Huachuca uh, opening in the inner earth and as I'm reading this stuff all of a sudden I start I remembered being there in a past life so I said I went over to Sandy says Sandy you remember when we were because we, we both remember the same thing about tombstone I said do you remember when we were in tombstone and this Native American took us on a, on a horseback ride and she said oh to that place and I said and she remembered exactly what I did you know, to the fact that she was picking up all these minerals, which is probably why she has a yard full of minerals now. Okay, so that was my first introduction to it. But then recently, like last year maybe? Yeah, no, no, no. It would have been like uh, 2017. Um, I was messing around with shungite powder, shungite uh, silver powder, and I had a Merkaba in my hand. You know, uh, a shungite, a uh, rather large one, four inches, you know, the Merkaba, the, t the two pyramids that come together, people who know it. And for some reason, I start to listen or, you know, you just sort of like, if you get out of the way, you start doing things that, <clears throat> that they want you to do. And I start doing it, and <clears throat> I started to spin this Merkaba in the powder. I had a, a cup, you know, what was a bowl full of the powder. And I just started, I laid it in there, and then I started to spin it. And, of course, this, this by itself sent off all sorts of energies, you know. 
But all of a sudden, I went through a download of storytelling that you can't even believe. Um, I saw the crystal that was in Panama when Atlant was the main crystal energy field for the Atlantean uh, society. And when it, when it was destroyed, that's why Atlantis disappeared, when it was destroyed... I had seen this before, but I had not realized that I was look. I knew I was looking at black, but I didn't realize I was looking at shungite in the shape of a huge, huge, I mean, I'm talking 20 feet of Merkaba. And when, when I'd seen it before, I saw the destruction. I thought the crystal had been destroyed. But this time, no, the crystal was not destroyed. In fact, it was let's say, anticipated that this was going to happen. And so the people, a group of people in Atlantis, managed to grab it. And that's when, and maybe they were inner earth people to begin with, but they grabbed it. And when they grabbed it, they've got this, this huge man, <laughs> Shungite, in the, you know, 20, 20 feet of Merkaba. That's what one section was. It was huge. And when they took it down into the inner earth, they were able to re-engage it. So when they talk about the sun in the inner earth, that's what they're talking about. So I'm like, I mean, this, this went on in a fraction of a second, the story, in my head, okay? But what was happening was that because of the things that you're probably talking about, Maya, the uh, closing down and, and restricting the inner earth, they had inadvert not not the inner earth people, they had, or maybe this was their target, but they had actually caused the um, spinning Merkaba that gave them all the light and, and you know, uh, life light, um, was off balance. So by me, with this Shungite in the bowl and the Shungite Merkaba spinning it, Okay, it was connected to this thing, and because I was spinning it where I was, it re-stabilized, and suddenly, and I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it start to re-stabilize, it starts to really start to, you know, turn, and I mean, that thing got so, so fast that you can't see it, it looks like just light. Um, so that happened. <laughs> and now, just recently, I got a thing we call the eagle. And it is a complicated uh, radionics device. Well, it's it's an energy device that is based on the basic principles of a cloud buster and the ability to create organ fields. And they just sent this to me. Well, they didn't send it to me. They gave me a story that led me to say to Walt, build me a cloud buster. These are very expensive. There's, you know, $800 worth of product that goes into just building them and so when we were discussing how what what because i wanted it to stop flooding my property which these things are known for weather modification so but then i'm talking we're talking to him and i realized i have an enormous grid on this property of device after device after device that's been developed over you know 40 years well 30 30 34 years and so when I started talking, I said, oh, they don't, they put me through all this flooding and stuff so that I would tell Walt to get me this cloudbuster because that's what they need for this particular, you know, whatever they're doing. 
And uh, Walt says to me, well, what are we doing? I said, I have no clue, but you be very careful to do it just like your guides tell you to do it. Because it'll, you know, it's going to be different than the normal set pattern. I knew that. And so I get this thing. It's in the yard. And that's where I'm sitting. I'm going like, okay, so what are we supposed to do? You know, I don't, I don't know. I just listen. I'm a very good soldier. Give me, give me good, good reason for doing something. And or sometimes now I don't, I don't even ask him for a reason. I trust him so much. But yes, so there is probably um, this device, and I'm going to put it in. Uh, I'm going to send it to you guys in the, uh, in the chat here, um, and I'll put it in the chat in the radio room because, the, well, the people that listen to me, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, just because that's we've talked about it well i mean they were there when i was flooding out and they were there when i got the eagle so um just give me a second and you let me know um you know what you're thinking there my regarding this oh no i don't want the archives yeah well, i love what you're saying nancy about how the floods came so that you'd build the clap buster it's kind of like okay we got to do whatever we got to do to to prod our friends down there into doing what on the higher level and the higher self. The higher selves know what the agenda is, what the goals are. But you know, we get down here into these human bodies, and uh, you know, we get distracted, and we have bills to pay and family to deal with, and you know, everything else going on in the world. And they go, uh, "Excuse me." You have a higher self dharmic agenda that we're here to oh we're gonna have to send floods into your basement. Sorry. Yeah. Well that's exactly that. that's exactly what it's like. You know, it's like I, I what 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 I realized was that yes, they had put me through this whole flooding thing to make me make that decision. You know, to do this. But the the real key to it is that it, you have to wait. You know, I've been sitting here. This thing, this thing has been. This whole area is is actually uh, artificially linked to the space gate that they've got, or was Stargate or whatever they call it. But the pyramidic system in that was on Atlantis, that's only you know twenty miles off the coast here and a little north of me. Well, because like it was to... underwater, so they couldn't do anything. So they got me to hear this property, to, and this property is is one of six acres in the center of South Florida, and only one house because of zoning can be on. It's like living in a park, and so they they've got me here putting in this energy grids and all this thing because of what they're doing, and I don't I didn't even know who was doing it. I mean, I didn't know. Now I'm I'm suspicious it's the inner Earth people, but I mean, because you got, the, I've had an ET ship over this this property. Well, maybe an inner Earth ship, but I've had a ship over this property since I can remember, just being here, protecting it. Yeah, well, I'd love to just yeah. Good, come on, jump in. My pyramid is radius matrix is jumping through my mind. Yeah, I was just going to say the the ultra beings that uh, and those are star beings, but I call they refer to themselves as ultra to distinguish from just ET types that can be nefarious or not. But you know these are higher evolved beings, but they're part of our our kindred. 
They're, they're genetically our kindred as well as spiritually. And they are, are very integrated with the inner earth persons who migrated from the surface of the earth in various migrations. But they have, they, they've integrated in the sense that they, they're there to guard them and they, they work together to help save the planet and all of this, you know. So, so star beings in their ships do things, but they do it in coordination with inner earth technology and persons and, you know, whatever's going on there. So, yeah, it's kind of like a two, uh, uh, you know, a, a reciprocity there between the two of them. And when you were talking, Nancy, about your, you know, your past life there and all of that, that was fascinating. Um, and that brings up to me um, to share that uh, I know that I have a an alternate existence as a, a human person in the inner earth, Mikala, and I knew that when she, she, I, and the other body spoke to me when I was like 25 or something and gave me the name, but only more recently, Soth reminded me that when I was like four, I named my doll that name. Variations, Mikala, Michaela, Mikala, it was the same name, you know, so uh, we have, you know, all souls have other dimensional lives and whatever, but um, I feel that I have this one in the inner earth concurrent, concurrent, not only with this lifetime, but with other incarnations on the surface I've had, because she lives, they live a lot longer in the inner earth. And some of the people that are in my team have lifetimes that are concurrent in the inner earth. So we're kind of working with ourselves in a way. But the keynote that I wanted to say was that, that the soul of Nikola Tesla is does have an embodiment in the inner earth and had that embodiment when he was still Nikola Tesla pure. And that Nikola Tesla in the inner earth is part of the hi-fi. And he's really the main person in the hi-fi team that's working with this project. So I just wanted to add that because you were talking about all these connections with different dimensions. So I thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> well, well I'd, my, I'd love for you to come. Go ahead, Nancy. What, now, and you may not, may or not know, but you're saying that um, because yes, in simultaneous incarnations in all sorts of dimensions of play, yes, there's many versions of us. Because why would we limit our soul, you know, to one lifetime? Oh, yeah. come on, you know. So and 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 you know, you have to be in different time frames. That nah, come on, it's all place and space. If you're a, a quantum molecule away from in another environment than yourself, you're still in a different place. You know, I mean, it's just like, don't, don't limit, don't limit. And I'm wondering a couple of things. Okay, first off on, on Nikola Tesla, I assume that he probably has, I don't think, okay, he did Nikola Tesla, the Nikola Tesla lifetime, but that guy should have been many more people because of what he did. I mean, the amount of oh, yeah. information he gave us. Now, they say that when he died, you know, there were papers in his room, his hotel room. There were chests, like shipping chests, 10 of them or more. I remember 10, but I think it might have even been more that were in the boiler room of the New York Hotel. And yeah, there very, were 30, 30. Were there? Yeah. 30. Yeah, I know that because I just started watching this really cool documentary I recommend on Amazon Prime. It's called The Nikola Tesla Files. I just started watching it like two nights ago. Yeah, it's really good. So my feel because my feeling is is that like Walt Silva, 
myself and um, Derek Condit, that we all are sort of aspects of Tesla. Because I, I, I've lived with Tesla and, you know, studying him for a long time here. And I'm seeing things in his personality and what he did that were combined. But if you uncombine them, I can see Walt like one version and myself as another version. And, you know, because I see energies. Walt doesn't. Uh, Derek sees energies, okay? But... He, he 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 he's got a different aspect of Tesla, so I'll throw that out there. You know, and we're, all we're doing is telling you what we are experiencing, seeing, and our basic interpretation of it. So just take right, that as right. you know. We're we're just telling stories there. We're here to entertain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that uh, could be what Thoth calls artifification, which is a streaming. If you have an entity who affects a lot of people in consciousness on the planet, you know, someone lived and died and a lot of people knew about him and he did a lot of good or she, you know, they become an archetype. They're also a soul, of course, that goes on incarnating and whatever. But the archetype, uh, other souls can, can artifi artification is that you bring into your being, to your soul. The archetype will flow from that particular entity. Maybe it's Isis, maybe it's Mary Magdalene, maybe it's Nikola Tesla, maybe it's several of them. And they come into your field and you personify that energy in some way. So I'm just mentioning that possibility. I think that that's really, really profound because, you know, why, why do these spirits need human beings? Maybe because of that very fact is that if you've got a spirit that is made of, a, you know, I, I assume that, yes, there is changes, but I think that your basic, you know, energy field defining you as, as your soul or spirit is defined. But the human being can take on, you know, personas of many different entities, let's call them. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? uh, can I stop to just jump in for a second here? Sure, because sure. we're coming up on our, our break. And we only have Reverend Maya with us for not the full, you know, she might be able to stay with us a little longer. But um, I noticed, Maya, when you, when Nancy, when you were talking about, you know, pyramid off the coast there and how it ties up to the pyramid grid and there's all these energies on your property there. You know, you've got a, a altered dimensional craft hovering over your house and all this, that specifically the pyramid network reminded me of uh, what Maya has referred to, what her Thothic stream refers to as the pyramidus radius matrix all over the planet that will be activated and awakened at a certain point in the, the birth of the new earth, what you know some people call the ascension dynamic. And you know, that, as I understand it, a lot of what's come through here, both in your work, Nancy, and, and in ours, you know, here in Colorado, is about facilitating that moment of transformation into the new earth. That's the big overall goal. Yeah, we've got to throw off the dark faction and the restrictions and, and restore Gaia, but it's all moving towards that. Um, Maya, did you want to comment it? all on, on how the quantum cube logic of the Shungite field, the pyramids, radius matrix, all might, you know, be working towards the same moment? Um, oh, oh, yes, exactly. Well, so this informed me that the, the quantum cube logic project is a project within the whole 
a dynamic of the pyramid's radius matrix, and it it has an interface through a subfield that both calls the tesoelectric grid. You know, you can go on and on with all of this, but yes, it is part of the process of the pyramidus radius matrix, which is a field of consciousness that they are building on the planet. It, is, it has been induced. It is a natural order field, but it has been induced by supreme beings, you know, ultra, ultra beings, not just ultra terrestrials, but I'm talking about angelic realms and and all of that on this planet at this time to be able to serve us as a platform of in-between because it we can't just go from what Thoth calls we're in now a world system one to a world system two which he refers to as the new earth star without some kind of an interface and the pyramidist radius is the interface it's still technically part of world system one technically but it is a a platform of consciousness that allows us to separate ourselves from the dross uh, to a large extent. And so much so that, that at some point in all of this, he assures me that we won't be visible to persons who have not chosen that, uh, you know, that frequency. And we, they won't be visible to us. He talked about this before he ever told me about a pyramid's radius matrix. Back in the 1970s, he said there will be a division of worlds. And then, of course, that also includes the ascension. But before that, we have to move into this other zone of consciousness. We're already beginning to do that. And um, he gives a lot of detail on that. I have a video on it, whatever. And we talked about it some on our radio show, uh, Blue Star Rising. But, I mean, our video show. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so it's very much a part of that. So now, with the quantum cube logica, um, you know, it, it's a quantum field energizer. Just the cube, just the technology itself, which is amazing. If we just separate it for a moment and just talk about the 9010 technology, Thoth gave it a 100%. And I've never heard him ever give that to anything that... I've seen, or he'll say, wow, this has got an 80% or 50% or 20%, you know, on some kind of technologies out there. He gave this a 100%, and I was very impressed. <laughs> so um, the, the 9010 technology allows the quantum cube logica to connect fully into the pyramidus radius modality so that everything we do with our quantum cube technology in that modality allows us to help the planet move into that spectrum of consciousness. Obviously, we're just one group, and we're doing a unique thing, but we're one group, and there are many other groups doing other things as well. But we need to focus on the uh, priority, the importance, and the, uh, the expediency of what we are doing with this program as if it were the only program in the world, because, you know, we have to give it that priority in our lives. Right. Well, okay. Well, we're we're at the hour break here. So, Maya, are you able to to remain I, with us I, a little bit longer? Yeah, I think I can stay about uh, till till uh, the thirty minute point. Like it's it's eleven a.m. here for me. So let's say eleven thirty. You know, th th another thirty minutes. In other words. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's great. That's such good news. So, all right. So, uh, this is Radio Five G taking our hour break. Uh, Nancy, what what music do we have lined up here? We're gonna do a short one. It's three minutes and twenty seconds, but it's Craig Stewart Shungite. Well, I call it Shungite, but he called it We the People. All right.
And we are live. All right. Well, that was our uh, cosmic shungite music for the day. Welcome back to Radio 5G. Uh, Michael Henry Dunn with Nancy Hopkins and our esteemed special guest, Reverend Maya Christine Artumid. So um, I loved that summation that just came in there at, at the end of the last hour about the interface of the quantum cube logical project and the you know this high point turning point of of the transformation of earth that's, that's going on you know into world system 2 the ascension timeline pyramids radius matrix um, you know maya's stoth extreme refers to it as um, light point 40, you know, which is this an incredible upheaval on one level, but that's birth pangs of, of Gaia herself moving into this new 
manifestation. So I'd, I'd love for, for, you know, with the remaining half hour that we've got with Maya here, um, to hear about, you know, the two of you, Nancy and Maya, um, explore maybe a little bit the how the, the Shungite field the, and how Shungite, by reason of its stability and spin, accesses the quantum field and that's how it accomplishes these you know amazing properties of shungite of protection against emf and wi-fi of purifying water and uh, you know it's amazing protective effect on bee colonies etc can we explore how these two are interrelated how they can work together how the expansion of of the shungite field which you know Derek Condit and and Nancy have have been accomplishing just casting shungite to the winds throughout the planet how that might be interacting with with the quantum field generated by the what we call the the QCL the quantum cube logica do either of you want to jump in on that uh well yeah um so as you know stressed some of the that the shungite is a major uh, facilitator, the Shungite field, um, and um, along with uh, the Auralite, um, he's very impressed with that, and of course the um, the Andara, you know, the they call it Andara crystal, actually right now it's crystal glass, but Thoth is speaking about what he's calling New Wave Andara, which is uh, the, uh, a group of Indarian beings have been in the inner earth for a while working to create this frequency. Thoth told me about them coming back into the inner earth. Um, he told me that about 10 years ago, but then I didn't hear any more about it. And now he's saying, well, that's what they're working with and that we will be introducing, or at least one of the people, uh, groups that are introducing the new wave and Dara frequency into the planet. Of course, that's about that. But Shungite plays a huge role in um, the the balancing and the facilitating of this energy because the quantum cube vibration, the quantum cube frequencies coming out of the Hierophy, which is really just a station. The Hierophy is a cube is really just a like a switchboard. And it's connecting all these other fields and properties within the inner earth and within the stellar region that's coming down and striking the core of the planet. And it's bringing them back up into the holistic field of the planet, which definitely includes the surface and the Dione uh, um, grid, let's call it. Everything seems to be a grid, so I'm trying to find another word for it, but I can't right now, that's around the planet. So uh, Shogite He's told me that there is a Shungite field within the inner earth that is now harmonizing, able to harmonize and link with the Shungite field outside. And this has been, been accomplished through this tesolectic grid that is helping, that they created, helping to bring the inner earth more uh, confluency with the outer earth again. Uh, and that's a field that, of course, we're entering into with the cube in order to access the pyramidus radius and access the, the the dynamic of the connection between the inner and the outer. So Shungite plays a huge role in all of that. And I have Shungite pyramid and my Merkaba um, Shungite and all of that involved in uh, the cube process that we're working with. Okay, so how can people, you know, how can our listeners 
tune into and maybe even participate with this. I mean, we have a lot of folks who have been following Nancy's work uh, for a long time, specifically with Shungite, for example, who, you know, are participating insofar as they are creating, I think what Nancy refers to as, you know, to become a Shungite being is mm-hmm. perhaps the ultimate form of of protection that we can do for ourselves so that we can accomplish the work that we're here to do, you know, each of us in our own um, small way or sometimes somewhat bigger than small, um, you know, to you know, to, to drink Shungite water, to have a Shungite pendant, to to create a Shungite environment in your home such that, yeah, we, there's presently not really any escape from um, harmful EMF and Wi-Fi, especially with the proliferation of 5G, and yet carrying this quantum field of Shungite with you you know, is perhaps as great a protection as, as we can have so that we can be in good mental, physical, spiritual health to do the work we're here to do and, hey, enjoy life, you know. And yeah. that, that for, for, for all of our, our listeners, you know, to say, okay, are there ways in which they can participate in the Quantum Cube Logica or connect their work with Shungite into that field? Oh, is, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm because as you can see, I'm excited because I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry, Michael. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. First of all, uh, Nancy, I've put in the in the chat for you the links that you can add to the the YouTube version. You know, when you record this, and one of the links goes to um, the uh, Facebook page. But you can also get into Facebook and find it by just putting it in the search for it, and that is um, uh, Quantum Cube Logica. Uh, colon the project page and that will give you some idea it has links to other you know aspects of it all and you can you can look at it and see how you feel about it and if you're in you know you feel you want to be connected get in touch with me uh, just Maya Christine Nartumid but just say Maya Nartumid will do it on Facebook PM me and I can put you into the private the chat of the quantum cube chat and the private group we're really doing the work between those two um, aspects. But now let me address for a moment um, about the the Shungite. The um, 9010 technology has capsules, power capsules, that you wear around your neck. They're little silver capsules with spheres in them. They've been charged with the, the, the energy. As I mentioned, we have zero capsules for this work because we use um, so that we can introduce the Hierophy uh, vibrations into it through foils that we're using right now, but we're advancing it so that we won't even have to have the foils. We can just directly broadcast from the cubes into the people that are involved in this project into their capsules. So there are many versions of that. But if you wear just aside from the quantum cube logica, if you have one of these power capsules around your neck, you are very pretty much protected from 5G, 4G, unless you're sitting right on top of the the disc, the power station or something. And uh, they even have 70 capsules that are more potent, but you have to have, they won't let you have those unless you've worn uh, the regular one for at least two months. And then you can, you can get one of the others. 
But they also have water bottles, which are 90-10 charged water bottles, which I'm drinking out of all the time. But I combine this with, see, with shungite, because I've got the water bottle on top of a, a shungite uh, pressed object that um, um, some other people made based on my... I'm, con I'm connecting. I'm connecting. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Okay, we seem to, we seem to be connected. Um, all right, so let me go over here to our chat room. That this has been so strange, but I have to tell people that may not be watching that that if you want. Okay, so I finally said I finally said, do you want music or Dolly? Oh my gosh. And I get Dolly always Dolly. He 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 he. And then I get if you want to, you we would love to hear you. So they're loving to hear you. Now Sam, let me know. Are we coming through all right? Do you hear us out there in Radio Land? Um, <laughs> otherwise, they're just listening to music. So um, who else here? Just you okay. and me. I'm hoping that we're there. Sounds great. Okay, okay. S just you and me, because Michael, he said, "Well, should oh. should we hang <laughs> up?" They kept talking. They didn't even know they weren't on air. I texted you right away. <laughs> no, I realized that something was wrong, yep. but I've never had Skype just jam Mine up like that. Us. It knocked me off and kept them oh, going. Sam hears us. Sounds good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So, um, but I have to. I have to tell the story of what happened. I, well, I don't know what happened. They. It said. Um, the internet wasn't strong enough to pull in Skype, which is really strange because I've had the internet go out and the Skype would work. So, anyway, that's what they were saying was the problem. So Sam says maybe you should ask Eagle, and so I said, Eagle, can you fix this situation? Immediately, immediately, I had I had Skype back up. The internet seemed stable. I mean, it was like immediately. So you can call it coincidences if you would like, but <laughs> I suggest it might be more right than answer. that. One way or another. I know, but I never I never even thought yeah. of it because it did feel like I mean it was weird. It was weird. Um and I don't like to think that, you know, I'm so important or the show or the station that, you know, somebody's sitting there ready to kill my stream. I mean we've said a lot of other things that were much more damaging, I would think. So, but, you know, what she was talking about, and, I, you know, Maya, it, if you, I've talked to her a number of times. We've had her on different shows. She truly is a scientist. When she mentioned uh, Mitchell, uh, the astronaut, he, Gordon Mitchell, I think, Gordon? Yeah, maybe. Um, but he, he wanted to work with her with the science that she had sort of stumbled into. And he told her, he said, if I, if I did that, he said, I would be working only on your, your project and not on the things I want to do. So um, he, they remained friends, but, you know, it wasn't, he, he couldn't dedicate his life to what she has dedicated her life to. So, yeah, now Infinity is asking Eagle to fix the world crisis. It won't hurt to ask. And I agree with you. Um, I, I think... I think that it's it's okay. What I would have said, well, why I would have, what I would have said to her, is that um, I think that what they're building because why was 
Why was Gaia so specific to me to get Shungite to the masses? It's because the entire world has now got Shungite, virtually, well, certainly every continent, including uh, Antarctica. Um, and it's, it's, you, you've got this, this grid of Shungite all around the planet. And my suspicion is, is that this, along with other, other things that she mentioned, but Shungite in particular, it was needed in order to create, in quotes, an artificial stabilization of communications. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the Cloudbuster itself, when it is up, the concept behind just the Cloudbuster is that the sky and the earth communicated. But with all of this crazy-ass technology that we have around us, that communications is all garbled. Now, that's just one little snapshot of what all of this stuff is done. So, before you can get the... Before you can have a 3D image, you have to have an etheric image. And I think that the Shungite field itself, which is connected now to the tree field, the water field, probably every field that, that exists out there, because they all have fields. But the Shungite field is little miniature links to the quantum field. Every single little nugget, every single little piece of a nugget, as long as there's a C60 signature in the mama bed, the big bed in Russia, all of these things will have the ability to connect with the, with the quantum field. It's called quantum entanglement. That's why that all works as one, even though they can be just a sliver of. Um, and I think that, that whatever they're doing, and believe me, the math that she can get into, I cannot follow. But I can follow her summation of what the math is telling her and what they're doing. So I'm very appreciative of her. And Dolly, this is not a subject that you normally feel comfortable with, but how did you feel about it? You're going to make me have to confess. No. I was busy you didn't listen. trying on my new clothes that came <laughs> this morning, and, and I had to send one back, and so I was doing that. And then I was in, trying to order a couple more shirts to replace the ones I had to send back, so... I confess I was not listening. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but see, okay. All right. I decided to go ahead and do that was because I wasn't understanding a thing she was saying. It was like listening to Walt yeah. when he's talking technical. I can understand it. And then my mind just says, oh, okay. <laughs> and it clicks off. <laughs> <laughs> well, what 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 she's what she's saying is that, and she's bringing up a lot of concepts that you might or might not agree with. But she's saying that there is a civilization, an entire world complex that's a, you know, a, just a fraction off in frequency that is the inner Earth people. So it's like. You might not be able to see them if you went if you somehow got down there, because the, you remember the Star Trek show where uh, Kirk's uh, frequency—they oh. kept hearing this buzzing noise, 
and finally through science or whatever happened yeah. and kirk started to vibrate yeah. with that you know that speed you remember that so he could now see him because right. he's vibrating in the same same vibration as right. they, they but the hear. crew couldn't see him or them yeah okay yeah so it's the same sort of thing um but like i say when i had the experience of of going into the inner earth even though i don't recall the details of what happened because it was just like we got to the edge of it and you see this huge amazing city and all of a sudden you you know you're you're back on the horse coming into tombstone what the heck just happened thank god we did it together and thank god we we could talk about it in this lifetime you know so in china's in china's saying Near terracotta oh, warriors cool. have a small All bag right. of shungite here. Awesome. I never saw in China. Awesome. I'm in China. <laughs> See that? And, and I See don't that? know who is my, but yet I yeah, feel I familiar to my. But uh, welcome. These, I think, these are people that come. This is the five uh, G radio show. These are people that are friends of Michael's, and. Um, uh, Myers and uh, you know their group of people. Yeah, so, yeah. We get a different group on this one. Well, this some of our some fun. of our normal welcome, people, welcome. yeah, but there are different ones. <laughs> Wait a minute, this thing is okay. So, I want to read this. Shalala Avalon. Oh, Nancy. Yes, I saw the Shungite connect to something called the magnetic universe. When I went to study what I saw, I found out in Quantum Magazine that is the quantum universe and is coming more into view. I think it's always been there. Yes, it, it's all, everything that, we, well, the quantum universe is, is like 90% of everything that is. The, everything that you see in the 3D universe is like 10%. Now, who figured that out? Well, I don't know, but it's sort of like the, you know, the accepted rule, ruler of uh, the power of the quantum field and the quantum field is sometimes they'll talk in terms of protons light you know little beams of light or um, I refer to them as proto energy as does a few other uh, quantum type people it's proto energy and yes it's based on light you know but it's not exactly a proton it's a little more well a proton is made from is made out of this proto energy so when we're talking in terms of the proto energy and the connection at the quantum level you have at your you have the energies of creating anything it all comes from there but you need an etheric blueprint to make it manifest and the etheric blueprint in our case right now is our own intentions so it's it's I noticed, Dolly, that I started in the other shows, I started to say, you know, all of the people that we care about that are, yeah. you know, making the wrong decision regarding their health, and I would like to get, well, I can't well, even put, see, I can't even put this up on YouTube. Because I, I'll put it, I'm going to put some, I'm going to put this over on uh, Beware, um, because We've lost the YouTube. Well, the YouTube station, Cosmic Reality, is still up, but I can't access it. Now, 
I've I've heard this happen to people before, even Carrie Cassidy, and it was like, um, well, I think Simon Simon got the same sort of situation, and he couldn't do anything for thirty days. They won't let me touch my station oh, for ninety days. You are really, days. really, really a good girl. <laughs> you, you I mean, I must have badge of honor on me, big one. You can't even wear it. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but, but it was Jan Shaw's show. Give it to Jan. <laughs> you know. Too much truth. <laughs> yeah. So, um. And yeah, you don't, and you don't normally, you don't normally lose your, any of this. You know, they'll shut you down for a little bit to make you kind of like, but ne- and I've never heard of anybody going down for ninety days. And after what five years of being on that station, I make one video in twenty eighteen, and they decide this is the worst video they've ever seen. And they tried to, well, they, I thought they did. They said you can no longer access your studio. And I mean that's what it said, and then it said, "Well, we're going to give you this is a warning." <laughs> they just they just told me, and then they tell me it's a warning, and I was like so confused, like what are you what are you doing to me here? And they said if I got oh, one more man. strike, it would be the end, you know, and and that's why. And I went on there and I put out a, a YouTube or you know a video saying this is what's happening, blah blah blah. But um, oh my gosh, so I. I mean, we had 4,500 subscribers to that station, and there's no way I can tell them what happened unless they're well, listening to us. So there. that's you why I'm spending the time right now to explain. Leave a little message in there. Nancy's not able to get into her own station. <laughs> you could write. Here you go. You write it up in yeah, Skype, you, our Skype, and then I'll copy and paste it. Well, because you see, see, they they would. Yeah, but see, it would only be in the video that somebody may be looking at. You know, I'm I'm going to immediately go into the other options, Brighton and BitChute, and, you know, spend the time uploading. The problem is, is you're brand new to that, so they have to kind of find you. So I'm just leaving it to their higher selves, the you know, those that need to look that Because you can go to the archives, you can go to the podcast, you're going to get the information. The podcast, you don't see the graphic that I make, but if you go to the archives, you can see the graphic. You can uh, listen to the show, and you can download the show. So it's much more, you know, user-friendly <laughs> from that standpoint. But you can use podcasts. Um, so, Dolly, I, I'm sorry you missed that. It was, it was very, it's very interesting information, but it kind of like makes me feel that what I've been led to tell people is to, you know, don't use, don't let that distraction of the reality that's the dooms and gloom and terrible reality, don't, don't let it get to you. Yes, observe it, be aware of what they're doing, but use all of your focus on, you know, just linking in to, now they've got a Shungite system. They, there's all sorts of energy work that's being done. And we don't have to know the math. We don't have to know the details. We have to just set an intent that whatever you guys, whatever the good guys are doing, I want to put my energy into that. Because you can't underestimate the energy of human beings. So what are you seeing right now, Dolly, as far as where we're at and where we're at as individuals? Oh and gosh, how, how are we going to win this war? heavy questions. <laughs> 
I thought I was asking you one. Um, how are you individually? How's the world? And how can when's it going to get fixed? Um, well, individually, let's start with that. I think a lot of people are on the on the in the right place in in their thinking. Uh, they have gone through the pain of it all, realizing what the poop is going on. And then they are, they got to the place where they saw the evil crap and then they denied it and then they started to accept it because things are starting to come out and they're seeing it and actually believing it at this point in time. And so now they're... The, these are all different stages I'm seeing, and and people are have come to the place where okay, this has been going on long enough, and for people who aren't seeing it to see it. If they aren't seeing it now, then that's their issue. They don't want to see it. That's they just don't want to see it. They don't want to deal with it. They, they prefer to stay with, like the emus, with their head in the sand. And uh, so, but there's a lot of us that are saying, okay, we're tired of this stuff. Come on. Now they got fences in Washington around everything. And, and the barbed wire tends to be on the inside of the fence. So, okay, let's get this over with. And then you said yesterday you Googled the Capitol, and in the backyard it's all dug up. So we were assuming, which we know what assume means, makes an A-S-S out of you and me. See, I didn't say it. <laughs> and uh, it's, it, it's time. It's time for something major to happen. A lot of people are losing hope. Me, I'm sitting back and saying, well, okay, this is a movie. I'm watching it. God has already won. We have already won. Trump has already won. The Trump and the good guys. But I'm tired of this book. It's time to uh, skip through some chapters and get to the end chapters. And so, please, let's do something. You know what or get off the pot. And so that's how I see the people at this point. And um, some are like me, we're just watching. Some are just really thinking, I'm losing hope here, but don't lose hope, people, please. It's already done. We've won. God's won. So uh, have faith. You know what faith is. Belief without seeing. Um, have faith. It's going to work out okay. Uh, um now, what else you you asked about how you I think the world's going? Basically, I see the world as a whole in kind of a turmoil holding place until something is shown to happen. Something major is shown to happen. We're just the world is just kind of. I guess a good way to say it is it stopped spinning, it got big eyes, and it's looking around as to, okay, what's next? When are we going to start living and spinning again? 
we're in this holding path. Yet at the same time in the background, in the world, there's stuff happening. Like, like uh, that evil being Biden and his evil group sitting there in the Hollywood Washington, uh, White House. They're being allowed to act out things, and it's scary things to people. But they're being allowed to do it because the more, the more they show their naked behinds, the more uh, people are saying, "Oh my gosh, I I want to devote for him." But I, and he said the, that he would do this stuff, but I didn't think he would do it. Well, now they're seeing, yeah, he's doing it. The first day in office, supposed office. He was doing it, signing these things. Anything against Trump is what's going to happen with the deep state now. They they just, they're living in, in their hell, you know, like we call our heaven. Well, they're living uh, in their hell, partying it up and thinking they got the world by the, uh, by the string it goes around their head in. Um, but, so I think, the world as a whole is kind of in a turmoil but at a standstill until they can see the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Um, what else did you ask me? What was the other question? I can't remember. Well, I think you pretty much uh, covered it, but let me ask you this. I, I've been getting the messaging that the first thing to do oh, is amen. disengage from all those people that yes, haven't yes. woken up. Okay, you just, it, it's, it's a drowning person or a person that doesn't even know they're drowning and there's nothing you can do if they haven't woken up now. Because if you keep trying to engage yourself with those people then that's a distraction and it's working for the dark side it's taking you away from the mission and the mission is to put all of our intent and all of our energy not into fear but into joy you know into joy of what we are creating this is a time when humanity is reaching out to each other i mean yes you've got the the big break between the two groups right but Within our group, within the new reality believers, there is a very intense uh, connecting going on. You know, it's like they're falling apart. They're all by themselves. They're locked up. And meanwhile, we're over here like little bees, you know, going like, wow, you know, let's build this reality and let's get out of here. And, you know, and, we're doing the things that we're doing. And, and we're also connecting with so each I other. So I think, uh, I just more, think, uh, go ahead. In more positive ways than we would have before. I, I think we are learning uh, joy and happiness and being, being, and being together uh, more than we ever have before. Yes, at a higher, right. at a higher level of uh, communication. You know, we're not talking about what's on TV or what we have to eat. We're talking about big things like how do we change the world? 
How do we save the world? What's our connection to extraterrestrials and angels and God? What is all this? I mean, the level of communication in our mm -hmm. part of the universe right now, our reality, has taken on a, a, an entirely more sophisticated and deeper yeah. Uh, yeah. level of communicating. And I think that we have to embrace that. Embrace, embrace the fact that, you know, you are not one of those people. They are going to think you're crazy. But That's we their don't care issue, what they're thinking. Ours. Because they're not yeah. thinking. They're brainwashed and controlled. Exactly. Exactly. But you know that you've got a family, not only in cosmic reality, but all around the world. Right. As in China just demonstrated. You know, here we've got somebody who's, you know, on the other side of the world who is with us in spirit. And there's so in, in, many in our, people our, our from different countries levels. who come to cosmic reality. That's why I was asking, my, which country are you from? Because it just amazes me how many countries come in here and, and we all get along and talk to each other and uh, share each other share ourselves with each other would you and that's why I was asking and in the and, you know the chat room if you just go in the chat this is not like the chat right. room you see in Wolf Spirit or over on Revolution Radio or any of the other radio you know they're they're it's a, it's, a, it's a sophisticated group of people coming together. Nobody's out there yelling and screaming. Well, we've had people that yelled and screamed, and gradually they relaxed, and they realized you don't have to yell and you don't have to scream. We're here together. You know, it's, it's very, it doesn't have all those spammers and everything in it. You know, and I'm so grateful for that. That's why I say we have a small audience, but we've got a very, very pure audience, in my opinion. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful. I mean, that's why we do the, what we do. Yep. So I really, really do appreciate you jumping in here. <laughs> and just. <laughs> but I didn't want to disappoint you, and I, I wasn't reading the chat, so I wasn't seeing people wanted me to come in. So, I know. I was just not wanting to disappoint oh, yeah. you. I didn't see I would disappoint the chat people. <laughs> Do you want me to download the playlist to you so you can oh, play it anytime? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I can do that for you. <laughs> I'll do anything for it. Well, within reason, darling. And thanks yeah, for suggesting to talk <laughs> okay, to the then. eagle. All right, so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> thank you. You know, I kind of felt kind of stupid, but yeah, thank you. Okay, so we're out of here. Um, the rest of the station should be right. And uh, thanks, everybody. Bless you all.